Welcome to episode number 43 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News. We're live in studio with, I call him Gobby, Gabe Viglin, formerly of Modern Day. What's up, Gabe? Nothing much. Glad to be here. How long have we been trying to get you in studio? I think for a few months, honestly. I know I was bugging you about it multiple times and then... We tried to do it earlier and then just never happened, but now we're here. Yeah, so for those that are high school students or for those of you that are in college, if you want to promote yourself and be on the Student Manager podcast, reach out. My next guest coming in, he's actually from the Washington area. Wow. All right, I met him up when I was uh, visiting uh, my daughter up in Seattle, so him and his girlfriend are coming in studio because they're in town. Oh, wow. Yeah. Super cool. Yeah. So he goes, hey, I want to come on the student manager and talk about the UW. I'm like, sure. So there's a lot to talk about. But let's talk about Gabe, Gabby. We were just talking about this. Six-month anniversary of COVID. I remember sitting in the pool with Julia and all her friends. You were there. It was at Monday, March 16th, probably 80 degrees out there. The world still hadn't shut down yet, but COVID had arrived and we were talking colleges. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, it was a very kind of up in the air conversation, not really know what was gonna happen. Um, but yeah, it does not feel like it was that long ago, but six months later. <laughs> it seems like ages. Yeah. <laughs> so the question I, I, I asked Gabe back then in the pool, I said, so it was the question I asked every senior and you probably heard it so many times. So you could tell me like what was going on in your mind. Like, you know what? I'm done. I'm sick and tired of you guys asking me this question. But every one of Julia's friends, I said, so where are you going to school? Right. Or like where before it was, where are you applying? Mm -hmm. You know, where are you going to school? And at that time, you still really didn't know where you were going to go. A lot was up in the air. And today you are at Uh, Orange Coast College, Orange Coast College, OCC. Remember Efren Galvin? He was the admission counselor I had on the podcast a few months ago, pumping up the pirates, talking about what I call OCC, Gabe is I call it a um, low mid-major university because there's like 20,000 students. Well, they're trying to make it a Cal State too in the future. If you go on that campus, it does not look like a community college at all whatsoever. Yeah. It's right off of Fairview. They're building. Their baseball field's amazing. I think they have the new uh, English building and there's another building. There's... Obviously, a lot of building uh, going on. Yeah, and they even have dorms, like, two, like, new renovated dorms for um, kids that aren't so local, which is super cool. So let's get right down to it, because obviously this podcast is here to help students and parents with the college search and admission process. And I just had this question to a student yesterday. I said, tell me your stretch schools, and we'll get into yours. Mm -hmm. Tell me your moderate schools. And I said, tell me your safety schools. And he told me he went down through his list. He didn't, first of all, he didn't know what a stretch school was. Okay. And he didn't have many schools for moderate. And yeah. when it came down to a fallback safety, he's like, and I said, if it's OCC or IVC or Golden West, that's okay because those are phenomenal institutions. Right. So talk to me about from back in March to where we are about OCC and how this all came about. So basically, I was, I've been familiar with OCC because of my siblings. My two sisters went there. Um, 
my brother goes there. And so it was definitely not really like a foreign concept. I knew if that was something that I needed to do, it wasn't, I was okay with it. My goal was going into my application process was I didn't have the best test scores or the highest GPA, but I said like, you know, like you don't really know until you apply kind of situation. Like you, so basically I applied to nine schools. I originally started with way more than that, but then I like realistically narrowed it down to like, okay, like if, if would I go to these schools? So nine schools I applied to. And basically I was, I, I knew I would for sure get into some, I had my reaches and my stretches, my moderates, but basically when I was applying, I knew that, okay, all else fails. If I go to community college, it's not a setback. If anything, it's like a second chance kind of, um, which I don't think a lot of people see it as, and it's such a new thing to come up to. And in Southern California, it's like more popular than anywhere else. I feel like, um, so I applied to Boulder, IU, Charleston, Fordham, South Carolina, Michigan State, Boise State, and I, what was the other school? Um, Sloan SDSU. Those were the schools I applied to. Okay. And I really saw apply to those schools because I said, okay, if if I got into all those schools, I could see myself kind of in those places. Um, at this time, I had never really had a college experience. I had never been to like a game day yet or really been even on a campus. I've been around USC or UCI because those are kind of backyard right. for me and stuff. But right. nothing, nothing I, I went for my benefit, I guess I would say, um, or for me like desirable to go. So SDSU and slow were my realistic go-tos because one, the cheap, it's cheap and two close to home. Um, they both recently have been like very notable schools too. So th that's why I was kind of interested in going there. Um, so those were my top. And then I ended up getting into, I didn't get into either of those, but I, the competitiveness is so hard for those schools. Um, they're both extremely impacted. Um, so I knew I was applying there just for like a hopefulness, like, Oh, if I get in, I get in. That's awesome. If I don't, then right. it's okay. Um, so I got into Boulder, IU, Michigan state, Boise state, Charleston, and then didn't get into Fordham, South Carolina, SUSU or slow. Um, so when I, and I heard back from slow really late too. the deadline everyone heard back from i heard probably two weeks after so i was kind of suspicious I'm like oh what's going on like am i did you think you were at that time declined i to be honest or maybe hey there's no a hope. because i know slow is one of those schools where you know what i learned through like what i've kind of learned through the past years is like slow is a school where it's like they look at very consistent students like oh they're um gpa and their test scores are like kind of consistent or it's either a really high one really high the other and my counselor at school was like you know you do have a very like consistent profile like don't kind of be beat yourself down yet like it could happen so i was i was optimistic but i was like oh maybe i'll be that kid that gets in the random one but ended up not happening but it was also i applied to a really random major just to get in wasn't really what I wanted to do. What was, was the kind of, major you applied? Do you agricultural remember? communication. Which actually is a good major for, for those that are listening. Yeah. Because why, Gabe? Tell people. Because 
well in slow in general that's a very um agricultural based school like they have um they're known for their in the area too it's just such a agricultural based town city so they produce a lot of well um well majors for those kind of um jobs and stuff like that well and actually i'm i'll piggyback i'll help you out here when you apply to majors you don't want to apply to business yeah because they only have so many slots so Mm -hmm. for business it's like one out of 40 get in Mm -hmm. agriculture wine agriculture it's like one out of eight, one out of nine. Yeah. Your chances are higher. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that you didn't get in, but oh, yeah. <laughs> things are going to work out, Gabe. Yeah, yeah. So continue um, when you did not get in. And by the way, Cal Poly, and I just had this conversation with somebody else over the weekend, won't mention any names, San Diego State and Cal Poly are two of the hardest state universities to get into. I'm going to say third by alma mater, Long Beach State. I don't even know if I can get in there right now, Gabe. Yeah. Well, I remember even, um, cause I used to live in Long Beach and we, I remember when I was in eighth grade, Cal State Long Beach at that time was the hardest Cal State to get into. Um, and in Long Beach, you have a promise or whatever. If you graduate from a Long Beach high school, you're guaranteed admission into Cal State Long Beach if you meet the requirements. And I think the base requirements is like a 3.0 or very okay. minimum requirements. Yes. So, and I remember even when my older sister, Spencer, she was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. So I remember her application process. And that was the first year I think SDSU really became tough to get into. Cause my mom always told me she was like, SDSU when she was a kid was like the easy school, the fun school. Yes. Like anyone got in there. It was um it was not a challenge to get in there. It basically said if you were applying, you were going. Or if you wanted to go, you were going. So I remember when it was time for me to apply. I was kind of, you know, like maybe I could get in, maybe I couldn't. Um, but it's also such an impact at school in general. I looked at the stats and they don't even accept people from some majors. Like I was trying to do the random major strategy where it's like you apply to the Russian studies or something just to get in. And they say they had 10 applicants and none of them got in because they're just a very selective, right. very selective school. Did you by chance go visit any of these campuses? No, I... I didn't visit any campuses um, because I was waiting to see whether, when, or where I got into to visit. Um, I know that's kind of a reverse strategy where you should go visit first to see where you want to apply. But I I didn't visit any of the um, campuses, which is so weird because I'm just a two-hour drive from SDSU and um, stuff right. like that. But no, I didn't visit any campuses. So let's stay on that topic mm-hmm. again. It seems maybe people are reaching out to me because they know I have college advice for them. But they yeah. said, so what's your take on visiting the campus, not visiting the campus? Why would you do that? And I told them I'd take, right? Obviously, Julie and Sophia that you know, my kids and even Joshua, that every campus they applied to, they, they've been on. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, the nine campuses that you just mentioned that you applied to, yeah. Been to every single one. I was going to ask you, which one did you like? Um, But that's part of the reason why we have this podcast. Yeah. So if you had to do it all over again, okay, I'll ask this in a couple ways. Would you have visited some campuses to maybe say, you know what? I want to go to that school. And you know what? My academic grades and scores aren't there yet. Maybe I need to go work a little harder. Yeah. I also would just say because, you know, 
on social media, it could look super fun and stuff like that. And you can see, you see the big party, you see it looks fun, but you never really know till you step on campus kind of thing. Um, and also, which is, you kind of know too, when you step on the campus, I realized this after my application process, because I've been on several campuses after you definitely know the campus, like whether you like the architecture, whether you like how spread out it is, um, how far they are from like a street of stores mm -hmm. and restaurants. Every campus is so uniquely different and some kids just generally adapt to different situations better. So I think going to a campus first is huge and thinking about in like retrospect, okay, if I got in here, was a student here, how would I like it? Would I like, is it too far from the beach or is it too far from home kind of situation? So I think visiting is just so big too because it, kind of makes the whole process way more realistic too because obviously you can look up a picture of the campus on the internet they're going to choose the prettiest picture of the, of it too so you're going to the campus is is very huge i think right and even during covid i still tell students and parents you could still go walk on the campus the campus is not closed maybe it's closed classroom wise but you're you're there walking down yeah, the street exactly and i remember um in the summer too i walked i walked to um i walked around usd university of san diego and sdsu um and that was the first time i've ever been on that campus too my dad went to usd and he loved it um and it was a super cool pretty campus it's very small campus it's, it fits on one one street um and then i went to sdsu which was a very spread out campus a little bit inland um but you never really know till you go to the campus and it also can be such a, a motivator too. Like you can, you go there and you see the huge football stadium or you see that one building that's like, oh, oh my gosh, like I could totally see myself here. Um, so I think just a huge factor in applying to schools is thinking about everything in the sense, like going to the school, student life about it and stuff like that. Because even though it's you go to a campus and it's not really active right now, you can still go there and be like, okay, like if this was a normal time, how would I like it? Could you see like yourself that? there? Right? Yeah, exactly. Um, at SDSU or no, just in general. Oh, in general. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so a, a question is because obviously let's talk about when you're at modern day. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I know a lot of your friends and you're good friends with my daughter. What first let's go into your te test scores, okay. GPA, Talk to my audience where you had that mindset of, you know what, here's my GPA, here's my ACT or SAT, here's what I think I can do, or you know what, I think maybe it needs to be a little higher. Yeah. Going into, for example, going into my test scores and um, like testing, I knew, for example, I am a very bad test taker. So I, I just knew I wasn't really going to get a super high score. I was, I was always more of a uh, student that would get my homework done and stuff. I was just never really good test taker. So going into the ACT, I had just the mindset, okay, you know what, I'm gonna do the best I can. Whatever happens, happens. I'll take it a few times. Um, so that was my mindset. And I think that's really big on understanding too, as a student, it's like, you know what, I probably not the best test taker. I can try my best on that, but if, let me control my grades higher. You know, it's all about that kind of thinking ahead kind of thing. 
Um, so after I took the ACT a few times and then my GPA, um, cause when you're a senior at Marty, the, your counselor will help you out and say, here's your final stuff when you apply. Um, and so when I had my GPA and test scores, I kind of based off where I was applying to around then ar- around those, my scores and my, uh, grades. And I just said, okay, like from this, let me base off where, what schools are possible and see what I can like work with that. Um, so then I, that's how I've, um, like Boulder and Boise state and stuff like that. Those were stuff, um, I researched on like Naviance, um, yes. and Wooey. Uh, Wooey. Yeah. The Wooey schools are huge. That's another thing I wish I knew about earlier because I didn't even know about that till I was applying. Um, but I think the whole, you know, realizing the whole process of like when you're going to take the ACT or you're getting ready to apply to college is just like, okay, like, is the school I really want to go to, am I in reach of there? Or if you still want to go, just like still apply to see what happens kind of thing. So I would say like, and also in our day and age, I feel like the application process is just so um, unpredictable. You never really know what's going to happen. So it just, it never hurts to try um, at the end. Each year is different. You know, I don't want to forget and talk about this topic because every parent should know about this and student. I had this conversation again with another student. I told her she needs to go apply to Colorado State because that's part of the WUI. WUI, yeah. Right? And she got into Boise State. That's mm-hmm. part of the WUI as well. Yeah. But the WUI, what, so I don't have to say it. Tell people what the WUI is. The uh, WUI, it stands for the Western Union Exchange Program. And so it's basically a bunch of West Coast schools. Um, I'm pretty sure there's probably... It's over 10 schools, but it's basically schools that if you're a West Coast state, um, I think it's from, it goes from California to Montana or Colorado or somewhere a little right before the Midwest. Basically, if you're in any of those states and you apply to WUI schools, you will can get reduced tuition if you qualify for a certain GPA, reduced tuition and a lot of benefits than uh, someone from, let's say, an East Coast student would apply to because I think they they understand like the expenses of college and stuff like that. And there's a lot of huge universities like um, University of Utah is a wooey school, Boise State, um, Colorado State, um, Cal Poly Slow for out-of-state students, obviously. Um, I think Arizona State, I'm not sure. ASU is one. A- ASU is one, yeah. Um, and there's so many that you wouldn't even realize until you actually look it up. I was told by a friend about them. So that's how I found all this list, but there's, they're all over the States. There's some in Montana, Utah, university of New Mexico, university of New Mexico. Yeah. There's, um, Washington state, Washington state. Um, I don't know which ones are in Oregon, but there's several that you can definitely find a fit to that. If money is parents, look it up on Google wooey students because people are like what the heck are you talking about I see Murph right now typing wooey wooey is going to help his students tell you because it saves you money yeah and it's also if you're looking for that experience like of the football team and stuff like that you can still find that within the wooey program too so it's it's honestly just doing your research because that's how you find out stuff is just by what like looking about that stuff is schools with reduced tuition schools with high scholarship schools that give money for this, for that. It just doing your research helps so much with all that. So we kind of went back to the whole high school experience, the process, what you were doing, what you did. Yeah. Making the decision to OCC. Obviously your sisters had a big part of it. One's just graduated Cal. Yeah. And the other one's at Santa Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. So 
Talk to me about the guarantee program, which I believe is called TAG, TAG, Transfer Admission Guarantee. Yes. So basically, when I remember when when my my older sister Spencer was applying, um, I would always ask her like how like what school she wanted to go to, and she would always tell me she was like I I have um, guaranteed admission in UCSB, and I always was, was like what how like what are you talking about like that's crazy, and she said from Orange Coast College, and I'm sure at um, other community colleges too, the TAG program basically it's every UC besides Berkeley and UCLA, so you can. Basically, when you're applying to schools, if you meet the certain GPA requirement and obviously the other application requirements, you tag a school. So you can tag UC Davis, UC San Diego, UC Santa Barbara, UC Santa Cruz. You can tag a school and basically get guaranteed admission if you meet all the prerequisite requirements. And you can still get in if you aren't necessarily fully there, but having those guaranteed um, requirements, even the minimum, will get you in the school. So it's almost just a nice knowing that you're going um, somewhere and stuff like that. And to amazing schools, UC San Diego, UC Santa Barbara, those are amazing schools. So what's the goal for Gabe in two years? What, do you have a plan? Yeah, so basically my the one big thing my sister told me um, when starting OCC, she said, have your plan together now. Because the thing is with OCC, and community college, you need to have pre. You need to have certain classes to transfer to certain schools. So you need you can't just do random classes and apply somewhere. You have to have a schedule. You have to have certain classes you need to go somewhere. So f- basically, she just said you need to figure out where you want to apply now for in two years. Because in hindsight, I apply to schools next year. I'm. It's not that far away, really. Um, That's right. Yeah. So you're doing this all over again, Gabe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So basically, she she just said have a plan. And um, I knew, obviously, from a community college in California, the UCs and Cal States are very accepting, um, still competitive, but a lot more accepting from that um, base than a high school. So my top was is Berkeley, and um, my plan is to tag UCSB. I'm going to apply to the other UCs and Cal States. I'm going to apply to SDSU, Slow. UC Santa Cruz, um, UC San Diego, um, where else? And another Cal State, I forget which one. I have it on the list. And then I'm applying to a few out-of-states too, um, which are Tulane, Michigan, and UT. Um, and that, I know those are very high-ranked schools, but my goal is since I'm reaching for Berkeley to have those high um, grades, aiming that high and, and will help me kind of promote me to apply to other rigorous schools too. And what I've realized too about admission processes is, is like they want diversity too. I have some friends from Long Beach that I have seven of them from my middle school class. I got into UCLA and it's not necessarily, they were very smart, but I was talking to a friend's mom and they were saying, oh, they accept the inner city. It's inner city school, blah, blah, blah. There's so much factors that go into it. So I think a California community college kid applying to Michigan or Tulane will be a huge, oh, that's like not probably some, something ugh, something super common that they're having. So I think just bringing something to the table to every school I apply to is really huge. Too. That's huge because Efren, mm-hmm. the OCC counselor, when he was on this podcast, talked about how colleges will look at OCC graduate students 
and they'll look at those over someone that's transferring from a college to another college. Yeah, and I think that was the huge thing too. I would look at stats and it would say, uh, trans. I would look at the transfer stats and it would say, students from community college, it was a way bigger number than kids from a four-year or from somewhere else because they know those kids are not saying a transfer from a university isn't working hard, but it's the more of the, you know, community college isn't the same experience as university at all. So I think the value of it here is really big too. And my grandma lives in Oregon and she was telling me the community college system there is really bad. Like, no, like they don't have the, like she was just basically saying the California system is huge, how they want kids to go to that higher level of education as soon as possible while working hard i'm telling you occ is like the naia yeah <laughs> it's a d it's a d3 yeah, school exactly so i knew i was looking up something we we're talking about tag tap transfer alliance partner transfer alliance program yeah ucla is a tap uh-huh for oh, occ okay. yeah so ucla is part of the transfer program there's only a few colleges, so if that you you can add that to your list too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I yeah, UCLA. I was I'm also applying there too. I forgot to. It's part of uh, tap. Yeah, <laughs> add that. Tulane, been there. Awesome campus. Yeah. If you want feedback on that, as the time comes, I mean, I everyone, will for sure. yeah. Texas, Michigan, Tulane. I've been trying. I'm trying to get another person on uh, to come on this. You know Hanley. No, I no, don't. No, that they're a little bit older from Modern Day. Okay. But, uh, she graduated from Tulane University. Oh, Beautiful. really? Yeah. Beautiful campus. Mm -hmm. Hard to get into. Yeah. All right. So I want to ask you uh, with with COVID, all right, did that play a part too on your decision? I think at the time I made my decision, it didn't. But look, fast forwarding to now, it only just ensured my decision even more just because Going, university life isn't the same right now. Um, you know, it just made me, gave me so much clarity about staying home because, you know, it's not necessarily the same right now at universities, at colleges. And I'm, you know, I'll talk to my friends and they'll say, it's fun right now, but it's, you can tell like, it's not the same or like, they're trying to, they're trying to make the best of the situation. But, you know, it's, basically COVID looking back, it didn't really affect me because I was planning on staying home anyway. But now I feel like I made such a good decision because if say if I did decide to go out of state, move there and then have a very unrealistic college experience right now, it just it just kind of made it um, a lot more real for me, I guess is what I'm Absolutely. saying. Yeah. And it it was kind of made me seem or say like in the future, oh, you know what? Like this is kind of where I'm supposed to be right now. I'll get to where I, I will soon. But it just, it didn't really affect me too much, I guess. So let me ask you this because when you see a lot of your friends are away. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to talk about students and how it really is because there's going to be seniors out there, mm -hmm. right? Even when probably when you were a senior, where are you applying to? Where are you applying to? Yeah. Right. And they, they, especially in modern day, mm -hmm. you want to be, you don't want to be left out for like three or four months. Exactly. And, and then where are you going to school? Everyone's talking about what school mm -hmm. they're going to. So a lot of your friends are all over spread throughout. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me, talk to them about, obviously you might feel whatever you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And then obviously the decision that you made, but, but do you, do you get, uh, not 
I don't want to say FOMO. FOMO yeah. yeah, let's. Well, I will say when I, I was, even though I had my sisters to relate to for OCC and I had another friend of my friend group going, when it became more real, it was harder for me to accept it just because I would hear my friends talk about, oh my, I just found my roommate. Oh, I just got my, I got in the dorm I wanted all this stuff and it was kind of like oh am i making the right decision Mm -hmm. so it was kind of hard to accept it at first but then you know i did eventually just make peace with it and love where i am right now but when i would you know seeing my friends go to all these places it was almost kind of cool for me so i was like oh i can go visit them like i could go visit i've never been to wisconsin before or georgia or um Right. All these places. And now, and like, you could stay for free. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and it helps me too. Cause I can go, Oh, you know what? Did I like that big football school? <laughs> Not really. Oh, did I like that small private Catholic school? No. Like it, I, it helps me figure out where I want to transfer to what I value in a school and stuff like that. So I would say is just keep focused on your own track and stuff like that. And it's really cool too, because I felt like my grade and my friend group had such Everyone wanted to go all over the place. I got a friend wanted to go to Georgetown on the East Coast, a friend in Georgia, Julia in Wisconsin, Charlie at Washington, like so, like just all over the place, which is super cool because, you know, especially Southern California, like, oh, I want to stay in SoCal or something like that. It was, it, it was cool seeing how many people wanted to go out. And, you guys are diversified. Yes, exactly. Out. Yeah. And it's cool because when I talk to them now, for example, I'll text Julia, like, how's, how's it going? And she'll tell me how fun it is and how much she'll compare it to such like oh it's kind of like this place oh it's like that place and i'm like oh that's super cool like i can't wait to visit and stuff like that so i think right. just also taking advice from your friends too because i would that helped me so much too because i would talk to one person they'd be like yeah my school offers this 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 that and it's right by here it's right by there i'm like oh i had no idea you know so it's kind of just taking your position and not comparing yourself to everyone else but taking advice from them and say, oh, like how can this benefit my college experience right now and stuff like that. If you had to do it all over again, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now, yeah. what advice would you give to students? Are you talking about like high school? Or? Yes. Okay. I would say my number one thing would be to no matter what school you want to go to, whether it's super hard to get into or easy, get the best grade you can possible just because one scholarship money is huge too. getting into the school is huge. So I would say keep focus on your grades and stuff like that and have fun doing it. Um, I would also say for college wise, go visit colleges and stuff like that. See what is out there. Even if you don't necessarily know someone or have a sibling that goes there, just ask your parents, see what they can do to help you out. And try to go somewhere that you can even get a visual. Because even if you say you live near UCI and you that's not really want to go, but you can go there and say, oh, the school is kind of big. I don't really like mm-hmm. big schools. So now not necessarily even going to the school or visiting a school you want to go to, just kind of go to a campus in general to see what it's like. Right. And then I would say three is talk to your parents about what's going to work for them too. If they say, hey, Gabe, you know, we're – we're only going to let you like, we only wanted you to go to UC schools or we, we can't afford the private schools or just like say, Oh, private schools aren't a problem or it's just stuff like that. Find out what works for your parents because then you can base your decision off around what you can work with. You don't want to apply to a bunch of schools and then not be able to 
go because you're let down and stuff like that. So I would just say talk to your parents, communicate with them, find out what works best for your family. Um, and then just kind of high school goes by way faster than you think it does. So I would say just start thinking about it as time goes on, not necessarily stress about it, but just say, oh, like this school looks fun or just kind of look into it more, I guess. So I would just say plan ahead and work hard because if you go to a school with a super high GPA that doesn't need that high GPA, you're going to get rewarded with your grades by money or scholarship or easier admission. So I would say just keep working hard and plan or not plan ahead, but to look for the future and stuff like that. Great advice. I mean, so what you're saying is even, can you believe Josh was a freshman now? I know. That's crazy. I felt like when I first met him, he was like in fifth grade or something. Yeah. I remember when you were a freshman, I still remember you were in charge of collecting money for the homecoming bus. Yeah, I remember that. And you left your camera on. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was was a mess. That just seemed like yesterday. It was it's crazy how fast it goes by. You don't really realize it until you're near the end of it too. So that's a scary part. So here's a question because I've always said, and I think you're the first senior that's actually on my podcast, class of 20 of Julia's friends. Do, do you feel that you missed out on your spring senior year? Yes. And looking back, I guess, um, there was so much stuff like we were looking forward to, like we wanted to go to Coachella and then spring break. And then um, just there was so much stuff we were like, just like that. The time everything got closed was when everything we wanted to do was just so close. So it was, for example, I was even going on Walk in Faith, the spring um, session. And that week they, I was supposed to leave on that Friday and then that Thursday was the day everything got shut down. So I was kind of like, I had a... Wait, you missed Walk in Faith? Yeah. Because- Thank God Julia <laughs> went when she did. Yeah, I miss I missed Walk in Faith because of the shutdown and stuff like that. But for example, like our graduation and stuff like that, I actually really liked our graduation ceremony. It was a lot more personal. It was quick. It wasn't a full day kind of drag, not drag, but you know, usually it's you get there at 6 a.m., no phone, this whole long ceremony speeches. This one was very short to the point. I got to do it with my best friends. And then after we all hung out after, and it was, it was honestly fun. I wouldn't have had it any other way for the situation we were in. I remember that graduation because we were all in that same group. Yeah. I, I tell every senior or class of 20, you don't even know what you missed. Exactly. Yeah. You, ex- you created your own experience something that no one will ever take away yeah that you could tell your kids and your grandkids yeah and my my dad always when everything was first we found out everything was first getting canceled stuff he was always saying that's your that's what's so cool about it like right now it's like you have such a different um journey than everyone else has because they didn't have a drive-through graduation and stuff like that and he was just kind of saying it in hindsight like it's Right now, it's definitely a blurry kind of gray area, but eventually, like we, you will see how cool it was to have like an experience. You made something out of a crappy experience. In twenty years, you'll look back at this. Yeah, everyone will. I tell Julia that same uh, same yeah. thing. Same thing. So, the if there's one last thing you you that maybe I have not already asked you mm-hmm. that you would just tell either a parent listening or a student listening, what would it be? I would say parents with your kids, like ask them 
or tell them necessarily what you guys are able to afford, what you would not necessarily like them to do because it's their experience, but just talk to them about it. Let them know that you're there to support them. You're there in the, the, the situation, like you're there for them in their own, your own way. Because I feel like a lot of people, I know for me, I didn't really talk to my parents till like last minute about it. So then it was kind of hard, but communicate with your parents that you want to visit schools or that you want to try new stuff or you want to get more involved for your application process. So for parents, I guess I would say just, communicate with your kids and realize it's like their experience and stuff like that. And for kids, I would say, or students applying, I would just say, put it really in perspective and stuff like that. Go somewhere you really want to go and see yourself thriving. Don't go to that party school because that's where everyone else goes. Go to a school based on like where you truly feel you'll be at home and you do that by visiting, talking to people you're not just going to find out by just assuming like you have to show interest and want to know more about the school for you to find out that stuff. So I would just say for students, just do some research, nothing crazy, just kind of get in, get some insight from the people, the school, email a counselor or watch YouTube videos, get it, just find something to kind of intrigue you for your future. Gabe, I knew you had a great story to share. Yeah, yeah. That's what we've been talking about this, like getting, yeah. getting you on. Now, Simon, your other yeah. peer and Julie's friend, Simon's also doing the same program as you. Correct? Yeah, and that's what's kind of ha- super cool. I have a friend in my friend group going to the same thing, so we'll always like text each other about it. And we always knew we had each other for this year, um, and we ended up having more friends staying home. But it, it was always nice having a friend in the friend, friend group going to the same thing I was to help each other out because it's not – it is a new, I would say it isn't a very popular route now. It is getting more popular now, but even two years ago, I don't think anyone would have someone in their same friend group going to community college. So right. I think. Well, they would say, like, no, I'm not going to community college. Exactly. So How that's, dare? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to modern day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I graduate with these grades and everything. Yeah. That's why when Julia told me where you're going and mm-hmm. Simon, I said, they're the smart ones. Yeah. Well, and that's what that's what it was we, like interesting too, because I would either get the response of telling someone I'm going to community college, oh, you're so smart, like that's really so good of you for doing that. You're saving money. You're going, it's gonna pay off. And then I'd either get the response of like, oh, like you don't want to go to university. Like they didn't really understand right. it. And that's why I was kind of like, it was cool because some people would totally be like, oh, good for you. Like that's awesome. But then some people, they just wouldn't even think about community college in general they just like wouldn't even have it on their agenda Gabe I'm gonna probably have you come on in another year (laughs) because then uh, as you wrapping up your OCC uh, education and always interested to see where you're gonna do after and that's why I want to get your sisters on too yeah talk about really sell OCC go pirates go pirates yeah thank you for listening to my episode uh, episode number 43 Gabe Viglin formerly of modern day high school now enrolled at OCC Pirates. Gabe, it's always good to see you. You too, Mr. Fong. Thank you. (laughs) For the student manager, Fonger News, out.